Hello and welcome into this week's edition of the Rookie Stripes Podcast here on Racing News Now. I'm Garth Allen, and that is the man, the myth, the legend himself, the one and only Mr. Tyler Guthrie. What's going on? I don't know if I can say anything to back up that introduction. I'm sorry. You can't. I'm I'm no, a habitual liar. It's okay. <laughs> Just roll with it. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, on that note, I guess uh, we got a good preview for championship finale this year coming up. Um, actually some pretty entertaining race or racing and the top four in each category is pretty close, I think. So every possible chance this year, but I think that this is probably the best outcome we could have hoped for under this format, but I think I still would rather have the full season points. I think it's only the best outcome because you're biased, because if we're looking at who's genuinely been the top four best drivers this season, Hamlin should have been in the championship four. You're just biased because you don't like Hamlin. I don't even care about the cup championship this year. I'm more excited to watch the trucks duke it out. Well, yeah, so am I. Although I am extremely disappointed by half of the championship four. Homestead, I mean, <laughs> we didn't we didn't really get to recap Homestead because we didn't have an episode last week, but I don't feel like we got a deserving championship four in the trucks. I feel like we got two Heim- of the four. Huh? We got two of the four. Yeah, Heim and Hosovar, I feel like, absolutely should be in there. Ben Rhodes absolutely should not be in the championship four. And Infinger I, it could go either way. Like, I don't necessarily hate that he's in there, but I feel like there has been some better options that should have been in there. Like, Eckes absolutely should have been in there, and I think Sanchez should have been in the championship four as well. And yeah, I if feel it like was we got- Eckes and Sanchez instead of Rhodes and Enfinger, uh, Enfinger, it'd be like the best championship for yeah. ever. I mean, those were the four best trucks all season. I mean, Zane Smith was one of the best in the beginning part of the season, but he's trailed off later in the season. But if you look at the entire season, the four best trucks have been Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Christian Eckes, and Nick Sanchez. And unfortunately, we only got two of those in there because this format is so weird and doesn't doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But either way, um, yes, I am excited for that as well. And I'm I'm kind of excited for Xfinity as well. Um, we've got a very interesting championship for there as well. We'll we'll talk about later how this came to be, because Martinsville was very interesting but Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier, John Hunter Nemechek, and Cole Custer will be the championship four heading into Phoenix this weekend for the Xfinity Series. That will be an interesting championship battle as well. I think, for the most part, I feel like that probably is the four best drivers, Also, four of the five best drivers this season. I feel like you could probably interchange maybe Mayer or Custer with Austin Hill. But overall, I feel like that's that's a pretty solid championship for I, I really have no complaints about that in terms of all of their performance this season. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think that Justin Allgaier was maybe like a dark horse all season. He was there, but not really talked about and then just kind of turned on in the past couple of weeks. That's kind of how he is every year. Yeah, I haven't followed Xfinity enough to really, I guess, understand how Justin Allgaier works, but the JRM team as a whole was just kind of there, but not like we expected more of them, I think. And they finally came up to our expectation level very recently. Well, yeah, I think that's partially just because they were kind of playing the playoff format, um, or at least in Allgaier's case, that's what it was. I think Allgaier was just kind of being his normal, consistent self and just getting to the end of the season. Now it almost bit him and he almost didn't make the championship four until the end of Martinsville got very wild. um, And he was able to win his way in, but yeah, I I think he's been solid enough this year that um, I really don't have a complaint about him being in there. Most seasons, I really wouldn't have a complaint about him being in the championship four because he's usually good for, Two or three wins a season, very consistent, top five, top ten most weeks. I feel like he is very solid and consistent every year, just unfortunately has never been able to put it all together for that championship. Yeah, we'll see if he can do it this year. I don't I wouldn't put my money on him. 
for Phoenix. I don't know why. I just don't really have a great feeling about it. But he's, he's very going good at Phoenix. Interesting. He's going he's in with a good Phoenix amount of momentum too. So, huh? yeah, he's going into Phoenix with a lot of momentum too. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see what happens. But the Cup Championship, it's. I feel like it's either going to be one of the best in this format or a complete dud that just somebody runs away with it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, like I said earlier, I don't necessarily have any complaints about this championship for like, I feel like all four are deserving to be in there, but I feel like if you're looking at overall season performance, Denny Hamlin really should have made it. And really, if it hadn't been for the mechanical failure that caused him to hit the wall and end his race at Homestead, I think he would have pretty easily made the championship for on. He was, we were looking at this before we started. He was 10th at Vegas and he was third this week at Martinsville. And he, I think would have been top 10 at the very least at Homestead had that mechanical issue not happened. So with those finishes, I think he would have been pretty safe on points at the end of Martinsville had he still finished third. So, which I know, wouldn't have made you happy because it would have knocked Byron out with the way Byron ran, but that would have been terrible. Yeah. So, but I mean, if we're being completely unbiased about this, Hamlin has had a season and a round of eight that really should have put him in the championship four. it was just something out of his control at Homestead that, that really took him out of it. Um, and I know there's a lot of memes and talk on social media about, Oh, he choked again. And I guess in a sense he did, but at the same time, I don't know that it's really necessarily him choking this time as much as it was just things out of his control taking him out of it. It's still fun to say, though. Yeah, but my, I guess my kind of interesting point that I want to touch on with the Cup Championship 4 is how inconsistent really all four of them have been the entire season. Larson is either winning or wrecking. There, There's no in-between. Larson's Byron, been that way every year except his championship season. Like, that's yeah. just kind of who he is. I mean, this format fits Larson's driving style mm-hmm. perfectly, but, I mean, to each their own. Byron, he's been up at the front a lot, but if they miss it on a certain weekend, there's just there's no coming back. We saw that with Martinsville. They missed a setup this weekend, and he was nowhere to be found the entire race. He barely squeaked through to the championship four only because Denny Hamlin didn't win the race. Yeah. Um, Blaney, I feel like, has been a dark horse all season, and I don't think that I'd be the only person to say that, but he's really turned it on as of late, and I'm interested to see what he can do. Blaney's always been a dark horse to me, like, his entire career. I don't know why. And I'm also interested that Blaney's the one coming out of the Penske group that's in the Final Four. I think a couple of years ago, we would have been shocked to see that Logano wasn't going to make it. And this year, he, what, didn't make the round of 12? I saw a graphic earlier this week. It was a couple of days ago that NBC put out on which drivers have made the championship for each year. And it was just like the top row was years and the left column was the drivers. So you like had them like marked across the board what years they were in it. Joey Logano has made the championship for every even numbered year that this format has been in place <laughs> and has not made it in the odd numbered years. It's an interesting curse to have, I guess. It is, right? <laughs> so, I mean, he's following his trend. Uh, but yes, I think Blaney is finally coming into his own, and we're really finally starting to see the full potential of Ryan Blaney. I think there was some question for a while about if Ryan Blaney could live up to the hype that he had coming into the cup series. He's in one of the best cars in the field every year. Penske, depending on the year is anywhere from the best car in the field to like the fifth best car in the field. So one of the best cars every single year, Blaney's always good for a win or two every year, but never seems to really be able to do too much once he gets into the playoffs and um, now has finally made the championship for was the best car at the championship race in Phoenix last year, but wasn't in the championship four and ended up finishing second to Logano last year when Logano won the championship. So I think that bodes very well for Ryan Blaney. If they can bring the same car or at least the same setup to Phoenix this year, 
I think Blaney is going to be very hard to stop, and we might very well be looking at a Blaney championship. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't... Christopher Bell's weird to me. I don't know why I didn't really expect him to make the championship for... I think it's because I expected that out of the Gibbs cars, it would have been Hamlin and or Truex and not Bell. Um, But he's very talented. He's got about the same roots as Kyle Larson. Both of them can drive anything. And it's nice to see Christopher Bell be the third JGR car to really turn it on the past couple of weeks. Well, I'll tell you exactly why you probably didn't expect Christopher Bell. Because before Homestead two weeks ago, the only race Bell won this year was Bristol Dirt. So he's yeah. just kind of been sliding by on consistency all season. And then he's done exactly what I said this format promotes. Win one race in the regular season to get yourself into the playoffs. Just slide by on consistency till you get to the round of eight. Win a race, then you're in the championship four. That's exactly what this format plays to, and that's exactly what Christopher Bell has done this year. He literally has not done anything all season besides winning the dirt race, which you halfway expect him to win because of his background, and then didn't do anything until we got to the round of eight. Yeah, which is really discouraging to see from this format like i'm happy for christopher bell i think he's a pretty good driver he just hasn't really had all the right stuff come together at the right time to be successful in the cup series but he he won the one weird race that we do every year and now which thankfully is not on the schedule next year for better or worse we'll see i don't i think it's for better bristol spring was never entertaining to me that was always a terrible weekend not really terrible but it was why would you I care mean, about bristol spring when you could do the fall race at night because it's still bristol um i mean yeah. no it was never as popular as the bristol night race but it's still bristol so yeah. I, and yeah. if they can get the short track package right with the next gen car that race can be really good on the pavement well i heard an if there involved mm-hmm. with nascar and performance packages so yeah i'm just gonna assume that it's not Right. Yeah, no, I, I I don't disagree there. I'm not expecting them to fix the short track package, but Martinsville this weekend actually wasn't terrible. So yeah. maybe maybe we're moving in the right direction with short tracks. I We're not really going to find out because Phoenix is Phoenix, and it doesn't matter what car you put on it, it's going to suck. So we're really not going to know until next season whether they've really fixed the short track package or if Martinsville was just a fluke. Well, Phoenix hasn't been good since they paved the inside of the tri-oval part. So, and even then, leg, it I was guess. mediocre at best. I think it was only ever good in anybody's eyes because it had a couple iconic moments with mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, and you know, because there was a good race there 15 years ago. It must be an amazing racetrack and should host the championship finale. Well, no, that, that's not the reason that it hosted that it hosts the championship race at all. The reason it's hosting the championship race is because they did all those renovations and made all the new fan amenities and made it so much better of a fan experience. That is the only reason it is the championship race now. I still can't believe we decided on Phoenix. All I can say is hopefully it doesn't last much longer. <laughs> Tune in next year when we do it at like Watkins Glen instead just for the giggles of everybody freaking out. I mean, out Watkins Glen's in the playoffs now. I know. I'm, I'm happy about that. Watkins Glen's always been a favorite of mine. But I just you know, you, you know, you say that, but I feel like the the excuse you just gave for Phoenix of Phoenix having iconic moments 15 years ago, I feel like that's the only reason people are clinging to Watkins Glen now because Watkins Glen for the past few years has not been great. We just cling to that. What was it? 2008. To, no, it was sooner than that. It was like 2013. Whoa, the race like with that. Marcus Ambrose and yeah. Keselowski and Kyle Busch in that wild final lap. We cling to that and remember that, and we're like, oh, Watkins Glen is great. When, I mean, it's had some decent races since then, but it's not fantastic. It's better than Sonoma. I'll give it that. It's, it's yeah. been better than Sonoma, but. Oh, that's not. Exactly difficult. I just Sonoma or uh, Watkins Glen's one of those tracks that I just always like the entire time I've watched motorsports. It's hosted NASCAR and IndyCar and F1, and there's not very many 
places in the world that can say they've hosted all three series. So it's just kind of one of those nostalgia places, which I know, boohoo, whatever. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't hate the racing at Watkins Glen. It's probably my favorite. Oh, I'm going to hate myself for saying this. The racing at Watkins Glen was my second favorite to the Chicago street race this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Chicago was not what I was expecting you to say. No, that I died a little bit inside saying that I'll sentence, but it, it's okay. Maybe, maybe I'll go next year. I won't. I think you should. I should, but I won't. Maybe we should double down and take rookie stripes on location to the Chicago street course. See, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would. I think. We Unfortunately, do I don't have like three hundred dollars to dish out for general admission seating. So let's talk about that wild Xfinity finish. Um, that might have been the dumbest finish to a race I've ever seen in my life, and I knew yeah. it was going to happen as soon as that restart. As soon as we set up for an overtime restart with Creed and Hill on the front row and you had five of the top six were drivers that basically needed to win to get into the championship for the only one up there that was locked in was Nemechek. And he was doing stupid <laughs> too, because he's John Hunter Nemechek. And why wouldn't he do stupid? Um, <laughs> there That's were what two, JHN does. I know there were two separate teammate arguments that came from this overtime. Uh, we'll talk about the, let's talk about the more prominent one first, and that's the RCR argument. Hill and Creed lining up side by side on the front row for this overtime restart. Creed needs to win the race. He is so far out on points, there is absolutely no path for him to the championship four except for winning this race. Austin Hill would it would have helped if he won the race, but didn't absolutely need to win the race. It depended where he on was where, at. He would have made it in on points, right? It depended on where Cole Custer finished, basically, as to where he was, because Custer had spots to make up, and Hill, unless he won the race, had no more spots to make up from second. So it really depended on where Cole Custer landed at the end of the race. But more than likely, if Creed had won and Hill finished second. You would have probably had two RCR cars in the championship four. But instead, Hill was a selfish asshole and took both RCR cars out of the championship four. And I'm sorry if you disagree with that, but that is exactly what happened. Hill is the reason that RCR is not in the championship four. I don't care what Richard Childress says. I don't care what Andy Petrie says. They have confirmation bias. And... <laughs> That Austin Hill is the golden boy at RCR right now. That got proven at the end of that race when basically Richard Childress said that Sheldon Creed was stupid for not letting Hill win the race. I just, I can't quite literally called Sheldon Creed the dumbest driver that had ever raced yeah. for RCR when I, I just, I can't believe he forgot that both of his grandsons ever existed. Well, not even them. You've got. John West Townley that's driven for him. Yeah, I, I I don't know the thought process there. Richard Childress really showed his ass after this race when Sheldon Creed, I truly believe, did nothing wrong at the end of that race. Absolutely nothing wrong. Austin Hill was the one that did everything wrong. Austin Hill decided that I'm the main character and you don't matter, so... Why should you make it to the championship four? When in reality, it probably would have behooved Austin Hill to let Creed win the race because Creed was, there was a very slim chance Creed was actually going to win the championship if he made it into the championship four. Let's be honest. Well, especially the, with how RCR reacted to this whole thing anyway. You knew they were going to give Hill the better setup for next right. week anyway. Right. And the way Creed has run all season, the odds that he actually went to Phoenix and won the race, or at least beat the other three, was so small. It actually would have been a benefit to Hill to have him in the championship four because it would have been less competition at Phoenix. Yep. But of course, Austin Hill doesn't think about that. All he thinks about is himself. Because he's one of the most selfish drivers I've ever seen in my life. And sometimes selfish is good, but Austin Hill is selfish to his own detriment. And that really proved itself at the end of Martinsville when he took himself out of the championship four because he just could not get over himself and let Sheldon Creed win that race. 
Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous that they were beating and banging on each other for a lap and a half. If you're Austin Hill, if you finish second, you're most likely going to make it into the championship four. And like you said, then your teammate is also in the championship four with you. So you only have two of the four drivers to worry about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, really, you can have Creed block for somebody if you really want to. What's the big deal there? But no, they just used each other up for lap and a half. And I don't understand how people are blaming Creed for what happened. I don't either. They both dive-bombed each other coming into three and four in the last lap. And Creed had to slow down to still make the corner because, shocker, Martinsville has tight corners. Who knew? And Hill just gassed it up and drove in the back of him. I mm-hmm. I genuinely do not understand where anybody and then blamed it on that. Creed and said that Creed brake checked him. Yeah, Denny, where's the where's the data for that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I don't. And, and, and that's the other thing is why would Creed brake check him and take himself out of a chance to win the race? Because right. let, let's say let's say Creed did brake check him in that instance. That's what lost him the race because mm-hmm. if he didn't brake check in that corner. He would have had the momentum to beat Allgaier to the line. So why yeah. would he do that? I mean, you see it in live time. They both just send it off into the corner. Mm-hmm. Hill backs it up a little bit more. Could have turned down the hill, but I think he had Allgaier coming up his yeah, inside. Yeah, Allgaier was already to the inside and he couldn't. But even then, like, Creed, he, he's up in the second lane. There's marbles up there. It's not going to turn very well. He's going too fast for the corner anyway. He has to slow down. And if you're a guy behind him, why are you surprised that a guy that took a weird angle into a corner because you forced him to is mm-hmm. taking a weird angle to a corner? I don't because what Creed started on the outside on that restart, right? Started he'll start it on the inside. Okay, yeah, and I don't ran, know. I pretty sure that's how I, I might have. I think Creed started sure. on the outside because he'll stuffed it up the inside. Yeah, that's right. Because which he, right from the bat, like why? Just let him go, and then you're both going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I, I, I've i never liked RCR, and he's made me lose a giant amount of respect for him pretty much every year mm-hmm. that I've really followed NASCAR. And this is just another one of those things. Like, it, Regardless of your opinion of an individual or anything, somebody that's employed for you, you cannot go on social media or an interview or anything and call him the stupidest person that's ever been employed for you. Yeah. I just, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I lost all respect I had left for Richard Childress in that case, because regardless of if that whole situation was Creed's fault or not, that's a disgusting thing to say publicly in an interview. Like, you yeah. want to think that? Fine. You want to you want to talk about that internally within the team? Fine. But to say that publicly and to disparage Creed in that way, a driver that still has one race left for you unless something weird happens this week, which wouldn't surprise me. I just I can't have any respect for Richard Childress anymore regardless of whose fault that situation was. I have no respect left for Richard Childress for saying what he said about Sheldon Creed. And then I already Andy- lost all my respect for RCR after how he treated Tyler Reddick. Mm-hmm. Tyler Reddick's the most successful person to be in that team since Kevin Harvick was. Yeah. And I, if you're a driver, I don't know how you can see how RCR treated Reddick and Creed and how you would ever even consider going to Richard Childress unless you are Austin Hill or one of the Dillon brothers. If I'm Jesse Love, I am very much having second thoughts about my decision to go to RCR next year. Like, because that's the thing. One slip up or after a year or two, he decides to go to a different team. RC is probably going to treat him the same way as well. And why would you want that? There's no such thing as a happy breakup at RCR. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Because I think what it is, is... RC expects total undying loyalty to him. If you are a driver, you are in the RCR camp for your career. And if you choose not to be, you're dead to him. Because he expects you to be just like Dale Earnhardt. I would get it if RCR always had the best equipment and it was like 
kind of dumb to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. but they don't, and they haven't for a really, really long time, and that's, in my opinion, because they keep doing all this family where they hire people like the Dillon brothers and mm-hmm. just refuse to move on to better talents, or when they get better talents, like Tyler Reddick, they just treat them like shit, and then they go somewhere else, and then they're like, oh, well, they were just a terrible teammate and all this I don't get it. Speaking of the Dillon brothers, did you see the rumor of where Ty is reportedly landing next year? It's somewhere awful. No. No. A colleague cup car. Okay, see, <laughs> I know I, I just harped on the Dillon brothers. It's mostly Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Ty. Yeah. I think Ty's a, a he was a little overrated at the lo- at the lower levels. He's not a sack as a human being, I don't think. Yeah. Which is more than you can say about the rest of the family apparently. But yeah, right. Andy Petrie coming around and yelling at Sheldon Creed after the race. Why? See, and that and that's a funny thing too is I It's the whole damn this, team. Right. This didn't start with Martinsville. I think Sheldon Creed has been on by that team for a while at this point because yep. based on his reaction alone right when andy petrie walked away like andy andy was dropping f-bombs and shit all on pit road and then storms away and sheldon yells back at him if he had dumped me you wouldn't have said mm-hmm. so clearly this didn't just start now there's been a clear divide there for a while we just haven't really seen it outside of maybe the the incident at bristol where creed dumped hill Oh, and this tells me it's it's not just RC. It's the whole team. Yeah. And he allows this to happen, and it creates such a toxic work environment. And it's like, it's there's no wonder they have, mm-hmm. have gone downhill since Kevin Harvick left. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, I, I just, unless you're someone that has that same personality type, I don't know why you would want to be there. And I guess that's why Austin Hill wants to stay there, because he's that type of person, and mm-hmm. they love him for it. Well, and, Jesse Love does not have that personality, so I don't see Jesse Love meshing there. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last very long, especially because is Austin Hill still in Xfinity next year? Yes, he signed back on in that 21 car again next year. Yeah, Which I would was, see Austin Hill and Jesse Love button heads a mm-hmm. lot next year. Oh, yeah. There I was don't reports, think that's going to go well at all. There was reports he was going to go to a colleague cup car, and... I think Colleague was even teasing the announcement. Mm-hmm. And then just out of the blue, Austin announced that he was back in the 21 next year. And even Chris Wright at Co- or Chris Rice at Colleague was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I... he, he just like out of the blue said, F- you to Colleague, even though he apparently like basically had the deal signed and went back to Childress. Which uh, colleague situation for next year is a whole nother topic, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't see Jesse Love liking RCR at all. Mm-hmm. I he does not seem like the type of person that would fit in well with that environment. No, Jesse, for the most part, I know he gets a lot of flack, but I think that's mostly because he was winning so much in ARCA that it's just one of those situations where people don't like somebody that's winning everything. Um, but Jesse genuinely is a good dude. And I just, I don't see him having the personality that it's going to work well at Childress. From what we have seen about that environment, I don't see it going well. Yeah, I mean, well, and even if, if you're Richard Childress, this is two of your Xfinity cars and you own a cup team too. Like, you can't convince me that the Xfinity championship pays out so much to the team that this was a big enough deal to go cuss out an employee on mm-hmm. national TV. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it really makes me wonder what the future of RCR looks like, how much longer RC is going to be in control of that team. I mean, he's getting pretty old at this point. He's got, he's, late 70s isn't he yeah Um, something like that one of those so old people that will never change their views on anything right so he can't have much longer left to where he's actually going to be running the team which makes me wonder there's been rumors that austin hill would or not austin hill austin dillon 
will take over running the team once RC can't anymore. It makes me wonder how far into the future that is and if things will change in that case. I hadn't heard that rumor, but get ready to turn the lights off at the shops if that happens. Holy Christ. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll be a better owner than he has been a driver. I mean, well, the bar is pretty low, so... To be fair, RC was not a good driver, and he's been a fairly successful team owner, so... Somehow. I guess yeah. you just treat everybody like shit, and everybody loves you for it, or something. I mean, from what I've heard, Jack Roush used to be like this, too. And that's, I think, part of the reason why that team fell off so hard before Brad Keselowski came over. Yeah. Um, well, was it was just you, such a toxic environment, nobody wanted to be there. Once you lose drivers like Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, and Greg Biffle in a row, you know. <laughs> well, and apparently that's why all of them left, was because yeah. it got to the point where it was just, it was not an environment anybody wanted to be in. I don't blame them. I, yeah. There's no way I could work for somebody like that. And I hope RCR as a team just plummets off the cliff even further than they have just because of. The guy that's at the top, but, you know, Mm -hmm. some people never change. Makes me wonder about the future of Kyle Busch as well. Oh, I'm sure in, like, five years after he... or No, he is at RCR now. Mm -hmm. Damn. For some reason, I got Kyle Busch's career flopped (laughs) in my head. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what's going to happen to Kyle Busch. He might be the only bright spot in that team. See, here's what I would do. I would give the damn team to Kyle Busch. Yeah. There's no way I would give a team to Austin Dillon. You know what's funny is, <laughs> at least after Phoenix, it's sad that Kyle Busch is now the most likable part of RCR. After Sheldon Creed leaves, that Kyle Busch you... is now the most <laughs> likable part of RCR. If you told me a couple years ago, hey, in a couple years, Kyle Busch will be the only thing that you like about RCR, <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> right? I I mean, currently, until Phoenix is over, I at this point, I'm considering Sheldon Creed to be the most likable part of RCR because f*** Richard Childress at this point. Sheldon uh, Creed was always likable, I thought. I, yeah, I know. I agree. I like Sheldon. I've liked him ever since ARCA. Um, I did get to know him a little bit in ARCA, not as much as I've gotten to know, know some guys. But, um, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, I've always yeah. wanted to see him be very successful, and it's unfortunate that so far in Xfinity, he hasn't done a whole lot. I'm hoping next year at JGR he can do a lot more, which also, that's another thing. That hasn't been officially announced yet, and Austin Hill literally leaked that because he was pissed at him post-race. Yeah. Like, how tacky is that? Well, I mean, all you had to do is go back a couple minutes and see how he drove to see how he acts. So Right. Because, I mean... I get it. Like, I probably shouldn't have sympathy for these multi-billion dollar teams, but I'm sure they had some sort of big announcement planned at some point to announce that Creed was coming over there. And now that's just been ruined because Austin Hill is just like, well, I'll be glad when he goes to JGR next year and I don't have to deal with him here anymore. Which, I mean, thank God for Sheldon Creed, because, you know, that's a way more successful organization. Mm hmm. I... I am so ready to see him mop the floor with Austin Hill next year in a JGR car. I am going to laugh my ass off when he, A, wins more races than Austin Hill, and B, makes it further into the playoffs than Austin Hill, and or wins wins the championship. I am going to laugh my ass off. Dude, if, if Sheldon Creed wins the championship next year at Xfinity with Joe Gibbs, I'm going to like buy stamps for the first time in my life and send hate mail to RCR. Yes, please do. That'd be hilarious. Actually, no, we do not condone sending hate mail on this show. Do not do that. <laughs> okay, by hate mail, I mean I dislike you and just yeah. not even sign it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a deal. Right. I hope that would that... be that would be awesome. That would be the best moment in racing. I just want to see I want to see RC's face if Sheldon Creed wins the championship next year with JGR. I want I want them to put a camera on Richard Childress at Phoenix the entire last few laps as Sheldon Creed wins the championship. I want to see that expression. Disclaimer, we don't want to see RCR's ugly-ass face on TV at all. (laughs) Except in that moment. Mm, That's a bit of a stretch. 
No, that'll be that'll be gold. That will that, be that the be best moment ever. That would be the best moment in NASCAR history. What's the uh, other rivalry you had to talk about in the Xfinity race? So the JGR teammates of John Ooh. Hunter Nemechek and Sammy Smith. Uh-oh. Sammy, did you see this one? I probably saw it, but the other one was much more yeah. entertaining. So Sammy dominated a lot of that race. Was extremely fast. Got stuck a back really in the cool pack. Really cool-looking car. Yeah, that Pringles car looks really cool. I like that. Um, kind of got stuck back in the pack late and was trying to make his way through. I think he restarted fifth on that last restart, and John Hunter was third. And so that started off. Sammy was pissed about that because he knew John Hunter was um, already advanced. So. Sammy was of the mind that John Hunter should have, on the choose rule, gone to the top and allowed Sammy to restart in third. Instead, they both went to the bottom. John Hunter restarts third. Sammy restarts fifth, which makes it harder for Sammy to win the race, who was also in a must-win situation. John Hunter was already advanced on points, did not need that win. So Sammy was expecting John Hunter to be a good teammate. And honestly... I feel like that's another Hill and Creed situation. If I'm Nemechek, I want Sammy Smith to make the championship four. While Sammy did win at Phoenix earlier this year, I don't see him being a legit threat for the championship. So I feel like that's less competition for John Hunter if he makes it easier for Sammy to get into the championship four. But instead, actively made it harder by one, restarting on the bottom, so Sammy had to restart in fifth. And second, on the restart... Sammy went to jump underneath John Hunter to get inside going into turn one, and John Hunter blocked him almost all the way down to the pit road wall. It wouldn't let him inside. So yeah, Sammy I sent him. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. I th- if I remember correctly, I think that was the same restart. Sammy went low enough trying to get down there and then ended up hitting the curb in turn one, which shot him up the track and really screwed him over for those last two laps because he was way out of position. Um but yeah, if I'm Sammy, I'm not very happy. And basically after the race, he said the the 20 is not my teammate next week, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so I'm oh, interested boy. to see what happens there at Phoenix. That, yeah, that would be interesting. I hope Sammy Smith wins the race. Just That would be just hilarious. I yeah. just think that'd be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... Same you know he won't, though, because JGR is going to give the 20 their best car for this week. Oh, well, that would have happened regardless if he made championship four well, or not. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same situation, just a little bit less obvious with Hill and Creed. But with both Hill and Nemechek, I don't know why you don't let your teammate just go. I mean, I, it makes a little more sense with Nemechek just because they're – Neither one of them is currently leading the race at that point, so it doesn't really matter a whole lot. But and you're honestly, already advanced. I, I feel like if you're JGR, you say, hey, take the top so that way he could take the bottom, and then we both have a shot at winning the race, but I guess not. Well, and I think the other thing with JGR is I'm not sure either one of them have any real team allegiance at this point because neither one of them is going to be at JGR next year. Nemechek is going to Legacy Motor Club and Cup, and Sammy's going to Junior Motorsports. So, I honestly, I even before that, that I think they were only teammates in name. I don't think they really cared about helping each other. Why did I forget that Sammy's going to Jerry? I don't know. I don't know why that, I forgot that. That's, that's cool, though. for a little bit now, yeah. That's cool, though. Good for Sammy. I like yeah. Sammy. Yeah, Sammy's a good dude. Um, See, I just said it. Into a microphone on camera that I like a Toyota driver. How does that make you feel? Wow, I'm impressed. It's only because he's not driving Toyota next year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> should we should we give you some sort of award for this? Um, just a gold star. I'll be okay. Okay, fair enough. Maybe, maybe a silver star would do it. I think that'd be all right. Oh, that reminds me of a of a story from work. Remind me after the after we're done here. I need to tell you a story. Okay. Uh, um, what else do we have? really to talk about other than Byron deciding to be a sack of potatoes for 500 laps in Martinsville. Yeah, Byron sure made it as hard as possible on himself to make it to the championship four this week. Does, 
Uh, but like you said earlier, really only because Denny Hamlin didn't win the race. Uh, um, Byron being in championship four has nothing to do with Byron's abilities and everything to do with the fact that Denny Hamlin had a mechanical failure in the homestead. It, it really does. Because again, like we said earlier, if Denny hadn't had that mechanical issue and Byron ran the same way that he did at Martinsville, there is absolutely no way Byron makes the championship four without some bonsai pit strategy move at the end of the race. I'm just sad that we don't have Byron and Hamlin going at it for regular season points right now. Yeah? Just because that'd be more fun than this next week. Well, see, and that's the funny thing is uh, I've been looking at the non-playoff points on Racing Reference every week just to just because I'm curious what things would look like after each race. And we would literally have a decent battle for the championship between Byron and Hamlin going into this race. Three points would be separating them under a non-playoff format heading into this race, and Bell would only be 40 back. So, um, shout out to the Iceberg. He puts out the Winston Cup-style points every week, which um, which are kind of cool to look at, too. But I really feel like we are being robbed of a actual, non-gimmicked-up good championship battle, like one of the best in history right now. Um I don't think he's put out the ones for post Martinsville yet, but post Homestead, there was still like four drivers within about 50 points of each other after Homestead. Like we would have a legit, very good championship battle without the playoffs right now. And that's the thing. That's what I've been saying for so long. We don't need the playoffs. And I just, it, it annoys me that, that we're stuck with them. Because we we really don't need them. Yeah, especially this year. I mean, other years, I mean, I kind of get the point. But this year, we've actually got a championship battle going on. And I think this car and the packages that they've started to bring really would help a full season championship battle. But, you know, we're not going to get that because NASCAR sucks. But whatever. The thing about it is, yeah, under a non-playoff format, you're going to have years where one guy runs away with it. You're going to have a Matt Kenseth 2003 type of season. You, you're probably going to have more of those than than the actual real exciting ones down to the wire. But that's what makes the exciting ones exciting. That's what makes yeah. them historic. The fact that we have four guys that go into Phoenix every year, even on points... And it's got to be four guys every year, and it's and it's meant to be dramatic and exciting, and it's one race to decide the championship. I mean, sure, it's exciting, but it gets diluted because it's the same thing every year. Like well, it's not as exciting if... as it would be if this is how if this happened once every five years, it would be much more exciting. Well, what are they going to do if, like, some year just three of the four championship drivers get? taken out in the beginning of the race like then you have the same exact scenario as if you had a full season points battle that got mm -hmm. decided before the last race of the season to i be actually honest, it's phoenix though the odds of that happening at phoenix are low the odds of anything interesting happening at phoenix are very low yeah the only interesting thing that's happened at phoenix was like jeff gordon and tony stewart like 15 years ago or the Jeff Gordon Clint Boyer's incident, where Boyer's sprinting through the garage looking for Gordon. The only good, interesting thing that's happened at Phoenix related to actual on track racing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was on track racing when they wrecked yeah. each other. Yeah, that was not the best moment of Jeff Gordon's career, but that's okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> he had a few moments like that. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Could have been worse. He could have been Danny Hamlin instead. So, well, that's fair. Um, unless there's something else you want to talk about, though, I think that's it other than picks for this week. Uh, yeah. Let's go over the final four for each series real quick for trucks. We got Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar. We did? We did in the beginning. We did? Yes. Oh, yeah, we I did. did. Okay. Cut that part out then. <laughs> Nope, we're gonna we're gonna leave your your um as as Richard Childress would say, your stupidity in there. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um all right. all right, so 
three races to decide a ch- actually four races to decide a champion because the Arca West champion gets decided this weekend as well. Um, so there's three races to decide champions, regardless of what Garth tells you. <laughs> well, and actually, I don't. That might already be locked up. Come to think of it, let me look at the the Probably standings is. for Arca West. Hinger, given the fact that Landon Lewis isn't running anymore, Hingarani might have locked it up already. Um, technically, no. He's got a 30-point lead over Trevor Huddleston. So, there's probably not going to be 30 cars in the race. So, it's going to be one of those situations where, as long as he starts the race, and even if he doesn't start the race, once we get the entry list, we're going to know he's locked it up. Well, he could DNQ, and if there's only 18 cars in the race, Huddleston ain't making up enough points. Well, no, that's not true. He has to start the race because he's got to get some form of points. Because if Huddleston goes out and wins, that's 40 something points. I think 48. So, yes, Hingarani has to start the race. Unless it is Sean Hingarani. So, you know, right. (laughs) There there is an expectation to be had there. Yeah. Unless there's more than 30 cars, which I don't see happening, but it is Phoenix. So they might get a few more cars to show up. So. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, we'll know once there's a uh, entry list, whenever that happens. Um, but yes, that is also this weekend. That will be... Uh, what day is the third? Is that Saturday? None. Friday. Yeah. Friday at 2.30 Eastern. So absolutely nobody will see it. Um, especially since it's on... Well, yeah, it'll be on Flow Racing. So yeah, I would rather watch it. that at 2.30 a.m. than 2.30 p.m. Well, given that the last race was at 11.30, East, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, I guess that's more likely. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but yeah, 2.30 p.m. Eastern for the Desert Diamond Casino West Valley 100 championship race Boy, for the Arkham and Art Series West this weekend. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and again, unless it's a giant entry list, all Hingarani has to do is start the race and he's won the championship. Yay for the absolute turd. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, For the other three championship races this weekend, um, trucks will be Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Well, you wanted it late. Not quite that late. Sorry, I didn't specify. Why the hell is ARCA at 2.30 and trucks isn't until 10? the hell kind of have scheduling that, is that? They gotta have that five hour long celebratory period. Maybe yeah. like cup practice or something. And Garani's gonna be out partying on the track for five hours. Probably. Or taking everybody out after the race for another five hours. Oh no. No. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, anyway. Um, picks for <laughs> Truck Race at Phoenix. Who wins the race slash probably the championship? Uh, for trucks, I'm going to go with Carson Hosevar to win the championship with a race win. I, it's between Hosevar and Haim, and I'm going to go with Hosevar. Both of them have a 50-50 shot at it, in my opinion. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a solid pick. I'm going to go with Corey Haim. I mean, he's been the best truck all year. Uh, most deserving champion in that field. Um, I think, honestly, it would be a shame if he didn't win the championship, so... Corey Heim, I think, goes out and wins this race, wins the championship. Maybe Ekis will win the race, and then we'll get to throw more insults at the playoff <laughs> format. There we go. Um, on to Xfinity. Um, oh, and Trucks will be on FS1, in case anybody didn't realize that, since they're always on FS1. Um, Xfinity, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern on USA. Tyler, who wins the Xfinity race slash championship? Are these all night races? Um, I don't think the cup race. No, the cup race is not. Of course it's not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> John Hunter Nemechek. I, God damn it. <laughs> Why couldn't they all be night? Of course the cup race is the one that isn't. Right. Of course. Yeah. Thanks, NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR's impeccable scheduling. God. All right, so 
Tyler goes John Hunter Nemechek. I'm going to go Justin Allgaier. Allgaier has been very good at Phoenix in the past. I see no reason why he won't be this weekend and finally picks up his first championship that he's uh, been searching for for a long, long time at this point. All right, on to Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Series championship race, 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Tyler, who wins the cup race and the championship? Well, you got to give me a second while I can die inside after remembering that it starts at 3 and not at a decent time. Anyway, that said, I'm going to go with my guy, William Byron, that... I don't even know why I'm picking him because I don't think it's actually going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, he won the spring race. Um, he's been really fast and somewhat consistent most of the year. Just dropped a whole bunch of duds in the round of eight, but that's okay. Cause he's going to finish it up in the round of four. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. We were talking earlier. I just feel like he's got the momentum right now. This feels like a Ryan Blaney year. He's got the momentum coming off the Martinsville win. He's picked up a couple other wins this season. I think Ryan Blaney goes out and picks up his first of what I don't believe to be last. Well, let me rephrase that. That was a weird sentence. That was a weird sentence. Um, First of multiple, what I believe to be multiple championships for Ryan Blaney um, in his career. Uh, Ryan Blaney goes out and wins the championship. All right, so that's our picks for uh, Phoenix for the final weekend of the NASCAR season. I believe F1 is off this weekend. I think they've got, I think this is their last off week. I think you're right. Um, let me double check that before we actually wrap up here. doesn't matter anyway because there's like a 250-point gap between first and second place. So. I mean, he's already locked it up. He locked it up two weeks ago. We would need. He locked it up after the sprint race at Qatar. We would need almost 10 more races for somebody to catch up to him. And Max to not run those races. Yeah, to not even, like, show up. Yeah. No, next weekend is the off week. They're at Brazil this weekend. Um, Then they're off next week. Good track. Yeah. Then they're off next week, and the final two weeks will be Vegas and Abu Dhabi. All right. So that is it for this week. So uh, we'll see you maybe next week. Same time, same place. If not, we'll see you at some point uh, whenever our schedules align. Again, Tyler started his new job, and it's being um, harder than we anticipated to get this scheduled right now with his new job. So uh, we'll figure something out, and uh, we'll see you hopefully soon. Um, At that, I'm Garth. That's Tyler. This is the Rookie Stripes Podcast on Racing News Now.